Welcome to God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church Where God Dwells podcast. Best believe that you'll be receiving the Word of God from our senior pastors, Drs. David and Louisa Maluzzi. The Word of God says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing through the Word of God. Keep it locked and stay blessed. Amen. Father, we thank you that even as we study your Word tonight, you minister unto us. We thank you that God your wisdom and understanding rest upon our lives. I thank you, Father, for the revelation of your truth tonight. That, God, you reveal your word unto our lives. We thank you, God, for that in Jesus' name. And, Lord, I promise to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your word tonight in Jesus' name. And everybody say Amen. Shake a hand of somebody next to you as you sit down. Tell them, I am the highly favored of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I want us to turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 16. We're going to read verse 13. Now, today I'm studying... A brand new series, hallelujah, Uh, which is still in line with what we have been talking about in the evening. So the title of this series is, It is a Good Thing to Serve the Law. Hallelujah. It is a good thing to do what? To serve the law. It's not a bad thing. Amen. It is a good thing to serve the Lord. Now, the Bible says, verse 13, Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? Now, when he arrived at the district of Caesarea Philippi. Now, there are two Caesareas in Israel. There is the one next to the sea, the ocean. Those who went to uh, Israel, you remember we went to Caesarea. That was built by Herod, the great. It was a great city, a great port, and you know, and it was it was awesome. Now it was one of the 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 city you remember. Now we we we, we didn't go to Joppa, uh, you know, because of time. But uh, Joppa is just south of Tel Aviv. You know, the airport where we landed. It's at the south. So now when you are a Joppa. Remember what was happening at Joppa? Okay, let me start with Caesarea. Caesarea was a place where there was a centurion. Uh, what, what was his name? Eh? Yeah, Cornelius. Cornelius. Remember Cornelius? While he was praying, an angel came to him and say, Cornelius, God has heard your prayers. Your prayers and your 
givings, your arms, your helping people out has come up as a memorial before me. Go to Joppa. Now, when you, when you leave from that area, you go south along the coast, Mediterranean Sea uh, coast. You go south, you go to Joppa. And you say, go to Joppa, go into the house uh, of the man by the name of Simon, the tenor, the tenor, with Simon, the Simon who was uh, making leather, working with leather, the tenor. You see, people didn't have surnames. They were identified either by their parents you know, or by the job that they were doing. Yeah. So, uh, so you, it says you go there and uh, you ask for the name by the name of you know, Simon, who is dwelling with Simon the Tenor at the house of Simon the Tenor. So they travel there, and when they go there, they ask, you know, is this the house? Now, while they were asking, as they were coming down, the Bible tells us that uh, Peter got hungry. While they were preparing food, he went up into, uh, you know, his room, and while he was there, he fell into a trance, into a vision. You know, and God revealed to him a sheet of, sorts of animals, birds, and everything on it being lowered down from heaven. God said that, uh, take it, this, you know, uh, and, and Peter said that I can't, I can't eat God. I've never eaten a defiled food, a, f a forbidden food. And so God said that don't call what I have made clean defied or forbidden. Yeah. And so three times it happened. And then he came out of a, a trance. A trance, it's more like a vision. You know, it's a vision like I am seeing you, you know, but I'm also seeing the, into the supernatural. Yeah. Like maybe God would open a uh, 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 my eyes, I would see you, then I would see angels around you. Every one of you having an angel. Yeah. And working with your angel. And I'll be also having my angel. My angel will be bigger. But anyway. <laughs> and so we'll all be having angels. Amen. Yeah. And so I would be seeing that. And so Peter was seeing that, was seeing a vision. And so what happened is uh, the man came and said that we have come for you. And God had told him that don't question anything, go with them. You know? So they went from Joppa. They walked up uh, the road to Caesarea. Yeah. So that's the Caesarea that he was talking about where the first non-Jewish Christian came to know the Lord. It's a blessing. Yeah. So when you go to that place, you know, you arrive there and say, by the way, I met a place whereby the first group of people who were not Jews 
got born again. Yeah. So it's a it's a great place, and it's a place also. You remember when when uh, when Paul was arrested in Jerusalem. He then appealed that I want to go to. I appeal to Caesar, and say, okay, to Caesar you'll go. So he traveled from uh, Jerusalem to Caesarea, that place. And he spent two years there. And so Paul spent time in Caesarea. Now that is one Caesarea. Now this Caesarea that we're reading about here in Matthew 16, 13, it's a different one. This one is more central and it's up north. Uh, it's where today we, we, we know it as the Golan Heights. Uh, it's in the mountains up there next to some, uh, what's the country? Uh, Damascus, Syria, you know, next to Syria. Uh, it's a, at the border of Syria. Now we went there, we went in, that's where the, the river Jordan starts, right up there in the mountain. And so there are gardens. When we were there, we went. Uh, now, those who went there, you remember, we ministered. Uh, you know, we were, we were there. It was great. And we also drank the well from Jordan. Uh, I mean, drank, eh? Water, yes. From, uh, you know, from the, uh, what was it? It was a borehole, a water coming down, and uh, right from the river. Now, it's today that place is a. It's more like a resort. Uh, it's a it's a national uh, heritage site. So it's 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 green. Remember, we went, we went different areas. Uh, I mean, the river, it's cool. We went somewhere and children were swimming. Yeah, and so now just imagine that has been the place. You see, other places that we went to, there were buildings which were built and destroyed. Some of them several times. You can see the ruins you know, from this age, from that age. Now, when you go there, that has been the natural place that was there when Jesus was there. It was as natural, it was as, as beautiful as it is today. So, those are the places that Jesus would go to with his disciples. So, it was like he was going for a holiday with his disciples. See, it's biblical to go for holiday. <laughs> and so, uh, so he would retire, move away from Nazareth, move away from uh, places around the Sea of Galilee, you know, went into a secluded place. And that was one of the secluded places. 
Now, we don't read anything about this area, but when you get there, you realize why. You, you, it's like you begin to, to uh, put together what was happening. You know, that Jesus said to his disciples, you know what, let's go and have a good rest. Let's go and just be away from people. You know, have our own time, our me own time there. Today we have our me time. Eh? So Jesus was saying to his disciples, let's go and have our, you know, our, our time. You know, uh, our me time there. And so they went there. Now, when they went there, they were talking together. So it was, there were no people who were disturbing Jesus. There were no, Je uh, no people who came to be healed. There were no people who came to ask anything from Jesus. It was just Jesus and his disciples. And when Jesus was alone with his disciples, that was when he was revealing the truth of the kingdom. Are you with me? You know, they were relaxing, but they were relaxing around the word of God. So it was a private time with his disciples. And today, many of the truths that we have are the truths that Jesus had uh, 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 revealed to his disciples when they were having private times. So this moment is one of those moments. Private time with Jesus. So it was just the disciples. And and you know, I always love the evening service. Also, when I was at Christian Family Church, I always loved the evening service because the morning service it's more like rush, rush, yeah. One, two, one, two. <laughs> the morning service it's they are more you know involved, but the evening service is like you're coming to sit at the feet of Jesus and then you're just allowing Jesus to minister unto you. You're not getting involved in many things. You're just coming to sit. Just like Mary who sat at the feet of Jesus. Martha was busy in the kitchen doing a lot of things. Mary was just sitting down and enjoying what Jesus was teaching. And so it was, it's that kind of a scenario whereby you come, you're not bothered about many things. You just come to be fed. You come to camp at Jesus' feet. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You come to receive at Jesus' feet. And so Jesus then asked them a question. Who do people say that the Son of Man is. You know, what are people saying about me? You know, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, they all answered. Eh? Some say John the Baptist. Now at that time, John the Baptist had been uh, killed. You know, so some say, you are John the Baptist. Others say, you are Elijah. Others say Jeremiah. Others say 
one of the prophets. So they're giving answers. No, these are what people say you are. And so verse 15, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? But what about yourself? Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus was not known as the Christ. He was known generally by uh, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus who comes from Nazareth, or Jesus the son of, eh, of Joseph, you know, Jesus the carpenter. Uh, he was known by all of that. That's how people were uh, identified Jesus. They did not know him as Christ. So when you, when you, you say Jesus Christ, you are not mentioning a name and a surname. Are you with me? Yeah, you know, like David Muludzi, David Muludzi. Yeah, it's a name and a surname. So when you say Jesus Christ, it's not a name and a surname. So the Christ has a deeper meaning. An implication. And so Simon replied, You are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. Now, just there, verse 16. You are the Christ. The Christ is Christos. Is the anointed one. So they were speaking Greek here. Uh, you are the anointed one. Now, the history that the Jews had was they were waiting for the Messiah. Messiah means the same thing, the anointed one. You know, our Messiah. So, yeah, when you say Christ, you're saying Messiah. So they were waiting for the Messiah. And Jesus now uh, 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 Peter said that, but you are the Messiah. You are the one that we have been waiting for all these years. All these centuries. You are the one that Moses prophesied that there is one coming after me. You know, the Messiah. You are the one that uh, the nation of Israel have been waiting for. You are the Christ. You are the Messiah. And Continue to say the son of the living God. You are the one that we're waiting for. Now, here the word Christ, Christos, it means you are the anointed one. So when you say Jesus Christ, you are saying, with Jesus, Jesus, the anointed one. Amen? You know, Jesus, the anointed one. And Jesus who carries the anointing, you know, by the anointing of Jesus, by Christ, in Christ Jesus, in, in the anointing of Jesus, you are blessed. In the anointing of Jesus, all is well with you. Amen? You know, by the name of Jesus Christ, by the name of Jesus, the anointed one, be healed. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. 
And so when Peter replied and said that you are the Christ, the son of the living God, listen to what Jesus said. In verse 17, Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Bajona, yeah. for by the son, Simon the son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. You have not learned it by going through studies or learn it from somebody. For flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven, you know, my Father who is in heaven has revealed this, that I am Christus, I am the anointed one. Hallelujah. Are you following me? And so Jesus was so much blessed by this that when you know me as the anointed one, as the one where the anointing is resting, you know, when you have a revelation of the anointing, now what will happen in verse 18? It says, and I tell you, you are Peter. Yeah. You are Peter. And on this rock, on the revelation that I am the anointed one, I will build my church. Amen? I'm going to build my church on the revelation that I am the anointed one. I'm going to build my church on the anointing. You know, the, my, my church is going to be established on the anointing. And listen to what he says. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, people thought that Jesus was saying, Peter, I'm going to build my church upon you. You are the first pope. That's not what Jesus was saying here. Are you with me? You know, Jesus was saying, you are Peter, you know, but on what you have said, on the revelation that you receive, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it and that I'm going to build it and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it now when you partner with God in his church in building his church God has already Jesus has already promised that the gates of hell shall never prevail against it so in other words when you work with God, it does not matter what the devil throws against it. It will never fail. And so, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is being built. And it's growing. And God is building it. And people over the years have tried to stop the church. In the beginning, they persecuted Christians. You know, killed them, crucified them. All the disciples except John were crucified. They were killed. Not necessarily crucified, but they were martyred, eh? killed. All of them. But, and they tried to kill John also, and he could not die. Can you imagine? 
He could not die. I put him, history tells us that they put him in a boiling oil to kill him, and he could not die. They ended up taking off his eyes, and they banished him to an island called Patmos. So with no eyes, God gave him revelation. With no eyes. When, he was, when he's writing in the book of Revelation, I see this. He's not talking about physical. He did not have physical eyes that time. He was blind. They had taken his eyes off. But he says, I see a city coming from heaven. You know, a new Jerusalem. Yeah, talking about that, there is a real world outside of this physical world. It's a real world. And the real world is a spiritual world. Hallelujah. And so he could not die. So uh, over the years, they, they tried to destroy Christianity, that we're going to finish it. The church will never grow. And they killed, they did... They, they, they had so many things we will defile the church. It will never work out and so forth. But, you know, Jesus said that I will build my church. It is his church. It is not a, a, anybody's church. It is his church. And Jesus said that my church, I am going to build. Yeah, and when I build it, he says the gates of hell shall not prevail against its forces of darkness. Shall not prevail against it. Amen. Now, when we were in Caesarea, we saw a, what do you call it? You know, a circle where horses were. Not theater. Uh, uh, it, had, it had a stadium and it was a big, is it Herodias? What, Herodium? Redium, I think. Eh? Eh? Uh -uh. I'm, not, I'm not talking about the building. I'm talking about an open space. And whereby, uh, uh, yes, whereby horses, you know, they used to, it was, the games were performed there. And now, when they were persecuting Christians, they would, then take Christians, you know, put their sheep's skin. They would appear like sheep. And they would say to you, uh, we have the lions here. We will release them. And they're going to attack you. And uh, if only you deny Christ, we won't do that. And Christians will say, I'm not going to deny Christ. And they would release lions. Lions will attack them and tear them apart. And people will cheer him by on, 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 you know, the, on the stand, grandstand. We'll be cheering as Christians are being killed by lions. Cheering. Yeah. Trying to destroy Christianity. And so it never, Christianity never got finished. Instead, it continued more and more. 
And so, because Jesus said that the gate, the church that I will build, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The forces of darkness that will try to attack the church, attack Christianity, will never prevail against the work of God. How many of you would like to be part of the winning team? Eh? You are the winning team. You always, yeah, we always want to associate with the winning team. Yeah, there are, there are, I mean, our, today we are proud to be South Africans. Because yesterday, you know, go boke, go boke, go boke, you know, that our, our rugby team made us proud. Eh? I just, I was telling somebody that I no longer watch uh, matches because there's so much tension there. And so I just, I just get the, the results. Oh, what's the results? Oh, we won. Oh, go boke, go boke. <laughs> and then also in soccer, you know that in PSL, now what, what are you saying? I'm saying in PSL, listen, before you comment, you must listen. To what I'm saying, I'm saying that there are teams that are winning. And there are teams on PSL League that are not winning. Eh? You'll win next week. I don't know, you know, uh, your team. But, you know, there are those, when you go there, you know that this one is going to lose. Eh? Eh, Maban? What was playing Maban? <laughs> the winning team. Hey, you see, everybody wants to associate themselves. They will be posting on Facebook, oh, my color is, you know, and then, and then all of that. We always want to associate with winning teams. Now, my point is, what I'm trying to say, is that already you are part of a winning team. Amen. See, Mr. Nchameling has just got, how are you, sir? Can you stand up and just greet everybody? You see, he has just gotten in it. I'm telling you, if it was a different result, Yesterday, he wouldn't be wearing what he was wearing. That's exactly what, and he didn't hear me. He just got in, and he's just from where. You see, he didn't hear anything. Yeah. I, 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 you see, we always want to associate ourselves with winning teams, right? And so, my issue is, Already, as a Christian, you are on a winning team. The other team can score first. And blood pressure goes up. 
a winning team. You know that. You're a winner. And uh, we were somewhere and then a lot of people were favoring uh, the particular team. And so it was quiet. We were wondering. There's no, it was very quiet. But when their team equalized, yeah. it was like, hey, what has happened? Yeah. And so, uh, but now, when you're on a winning team, you know that our team will win. And then, I don't know how you won. <laughs> Whether, yeah? It was what? Luck. There's been a lot being said about referees and, but anyway, let's not go in. Let's not go in there. Yeah, and uh, so after the match, I asked people, I said, so who robbed who here? Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, you know, now it's not about uh, who played the best. I just say, who robbed who, who here? Yeah. So, yeah. They were not happy about my question. Yeah. But in any case, so using that example is that, you know, when you know that I'm on a winning team, it does not matter even if the other team scores first and you're trailing behind, it does not matter. You know that you are on a winning team. Amen? Amen. You know that your team is winning. Amen. Even when a full time comes, eh, you are still drawn. 1-1. You know that, you know what? I am on a winning team here. And when, even when you go to penalties, Hmm? It's obvious. Yeah. So your 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 win might be delayed, but it's never denied. Hmm? It's very true. Yeah, it might be delayed. And then during this delay, there might be a lot of tension. Yeah. Now that, what is happening? Oh, this one is doing this. Look, you know, they're about to score again. You know, this. And, and, and things might look negative. But one thing, it's certain. You're on a winning team. So, if we can take that, please, the only team that I favor is always the one that wins. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I don't have my loyalty attached to, I'm attached to the one that wins. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't come and start here and say, uh, yeah, that's why I don't wear I don't wear any colors. There used to be a team by this color. 
Eh? There used to be a team by this color. So I can wear this color proudly because the team is no longer there, you see? <laughs> so that I shouldn't associate myself with any, any team, eh? <laughs> eh? It still exists. But in the what, the third, the fourth, the, the last division somewhere there. Eh? On what? Second division. Second division. Hey. And then every time it was it has it has been going down. But anyway, that's another story. So so but now coming to what we're talking about. Jesus said that I will build my church and the gates of hell shall never prevail against it. That I'm going to build my church. And my church is going to prevail against the gates of hell. So God is working in building his church. And so when you you're partnering with him, you're partnering with him on a winning team. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. Uh, so when you work with him, you work with him because he is working on a winning team. So it's always a blessing to work for the Lord. You know that serving God is a good thing. It's a blessing to serve God. It's a blessing to work for the Lord. It's a good thing to work for the Lord. And so, Jesus said that the gates of hell shall not prevail. Now, over the years, they've tried to destroy Christianity, to pull it down. Yeah, but the church continued. And if ever there is one institution that can never be destroyed, is the church. Amen. Is the church. There you're guaranteed that this come should Jesus tarry, come thousand years more, the church will still be there. It might be, there might be situations whereby the gates of, of hell have scored first. Are you with me? Have scored first. And it looks like the church is trailing behind. It might look like that. But one thing for sure, Jesus has guaranteed that the church will always win. The church will always win. The church will always be there. Jesus never prophesied and his prophecy uh, uh, did not happen. Whatever Jesus prophesied, it always came to pass. So when you're working with him, you know that this is going to happen. This is going to work out. This is going to work out. You're short of victory in the work of God. Yeah, because he said it. He said it. And so because he said it, it's guaranteed. It's guaranteed that the church will work out. 
the church will work. The church will prosper. The church, even if there are things, storms, whatever, being thrown against the church, the church will still prevail. It will never go down. They tried in uh, Iron Curtain, behind Iron Curtain, countries that wanted to destroy Christianity. And they realized that we are fighting a losing battle here. Persecuting Christians, arresting them, throwing them into jail, you know, killing them, trying to annihilate Christians. Christian would, Christianity would go underground, but you know what? It will just flourish underground. Flourish underground. I read a story of uh, somebody who was smug uh, smuggling Bibles into one of those countries. And uh, so he went through a checkpoint. They stopped him and said, where are you going? And then he thought, you know, I can't lie. I'm going to meet Christians. I'm going to church. But I can't lie. At the same time, if I tell them I'm going you know, to church, that's my death. I'm going to be killed. So he said, you know what? Uh, my brother died. And so there is a family meeting. We are going to read his will, what he has left for us. So that's where I'm going to a family meeting where my brother died and left a will for us. And so we are going to, to read the will. Yes. Okay, pass, pass. Yeah, you know, and, and his brother was Jesus. He died, you know, and he left us the Bible, you know, the will. Eh? He left us the will. So we, 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 uh, uh, he was going to, you know, we're going to read the will. What is, what is in the will for us? Like we are here today, we are reading the will. Uh, we are here reading the will that this is for you. Healing is yours. Provision is yours. Protection is yours. This is the will for you. That God says that, you know, I have left this for you. Amen. And this is the only person who died, left a will for us, inheritance for us, and rose up to make sure that we get everything that he wrote on the Bible. He rose up just to make sure. He's alive. He's here making sure that, you know, what I left for you is there for you. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a blessing. Really. So that's why, how can you kill the church? You can't. You can't. Because Jesus says, I will build it. So he died, he rose to make sure that he's building it. And so he's building it. Now it's a blessing when you work for the Lord. As he's building, you are there working with him, consulting him. So here, how do you want, to, how do you want this brick? Do you want it here? Do you want it there? Uh, how should I? You're working with him. It's always a blessing. So the, the greatest thing that you can do as a child of God is just to 
to work for God. Because you're building something that is eternal. You're building something that will never come to an end. Hallelujah. So it's a blessing to serve God. It is a good thing to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, many years uh, back, people used to be ashamed of serving the Lord. And also of coming to church, uh, they would take their Bibles, wrap them in checkers. <laughs> Plastic bags. Yeah, because they are, they are not proud of serving the Lord. Hmm? We're not proud of saving the Lord. And I remember when I now, you know, when decided to go for you know for ministry. And so I would meet my high school school uh, my high school mates and they would say, So what are you doing? No, I'm a, I'm a pastor. You know, I'm going to be a ah a pastor, huh? and they will say, you know, I just graduated from this, I'm, I'm doing this, and now you're a pastor. <laughs> yeah? You're a pa Actually, one, one said to Pastor Colin Kuma, he said that, what a waste. The man has wasted wisdom. Because they knew, you know, uh, I was doing well at high school. Yeah, I, was, I was doing well. And so when I say, now I'm serving the Lord, they say, hey, we were expecting great engineer from you. We were expecting, you know, this and this. Now, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I say, what a waste. You know what? It's not a waste. I am glad that I'm saving God. I'm glad that I'm, I'm working for God. It is a good thing to work for God. So you need to desire to work for God. So, even if you're having your own career, a career must, it, it might be a part-time job. You are there, as a, but your full-time job is working for God. That is what it's all about. So, it's a good thing. Say this, it is a good thing <coughs> to work for God. Yeah. To come to church... <laughs> yeah, but come to church because it is a good thing. They will say this about you. Oh, you're stupid, you're backward, you know, you, uh, you're what? You're happy, clappy, you know, you're, you're all this. They, they call names. Don't worry. They are in the dark. You are in the light. So in the dark, you don't know. 
you can't see anything. So they don't, they don't see what you are seeing. So don't worry. Just be excited. Saving God. And be proud about saving God. Amen. Don't give excuse for saving God. Amen. It's only three amens that I... Let me try again. Let me try again. Don't give an excuse for saving God. Amen. It is a great thing to serve God. Amen. It is a good thing to serve the Lord. It is the right thing. You're right. It is the right thing to serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. When you pray, don't pray apologetic. You are at the restaurant. You know the headache prayer. You don't want people to see that you're praying. So you act as if you have a headache. Two sentences because it shouldn't be long. Yeah. You want to be apologetic for your gospel, for, for your way? Be proud that you're a child of God. At school, people must know that you're a child of God. At work, people must know that you're a child of God. In your community, people must know that you're a child of God. They must know that you are different, that you are a child of God, that you are born again. Yeah. It is a good thing. It's a blessing to serve God. And when they are in trouble, I'm telling you that they will be coming after you. They know where to go. When they can't sleep at night, they know which door to knock. So it's a good thing. And so you need to carry yourself that way. That I am doing a good thing by saving God. Amen. By living for God. Amen. When you go to society, tell them, no society on Sunday morning. We will, let's have it in the afternoon. Because Sunday morning, it's time for church. We are going to church. Amen. Yeah. Don't be apologetic and say, ah, yeah. Marie majority ring. No. Speak out. Speak out. Are you hearing me? Speak out. That I will come and see society when I come back. For now, I'm going to church. When your friends are doing wrong things, speak out. Represent Jesus. Speak out that this is not right. You know, that I need to do the right thing because it is a good thing to serve God. It is a good thing. See, but if you don't speak out, if you don't, uh, you just cave in, uh, you're just swallowed by the environment, when, when, uh, when the environment fails, because everything else will fail, but the word of God will never fail. When everything fails, you will fail with, with everything. But when you side on the side of God, you know that you might be called stupid today, you might be called backward today, but you know that where you are, it's something that will stand. Amen. 
do us then. So some of uh, my my uh, friends, some of my schoolmates today, when I meet them, it's a different situation. It's a different situation. And actually some of them got born again. I meet them, they are saved. And the one who said, what a waste. Today he's born again. Yeah, he's born again. Yeah, today he's serving God. The one who said, you, he, what a waste. He's born again, what a waste. Yeah, he's serving God. He has now become a waste. You know, he has now become a waste. <laughs> yeah, he has now become a waste. Yeah, he joy oh joy no what a waste. Opelagam kologotane. Yeah. So we must be glad that we are serving God. Amen. We must be glad that we are living for God. Amen. Because it is a great thing. When December comes, and it's holiday times, when people think that they are partying out there, you need to remind yourself it is a good thing to serve the Lord. When people are saying we are having a pens down, eh? Keep pens down again. We are writing. We are using pen, and then uh, so we are putting it down. I don't know whether they mean this pen or you know. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know some things they might they might. It might have a double meaning. So, so when they say, hey, we're having a pants down, when are you join? We're having a pants down party. Yeah, they're talking about the different pants. <laughs> so when they say, it's a pants down party, when are you still say, it is a good thing to serve the Lord. I will serve the Lord because it is a great thing to serve the Lord. Yeah. When people are out there and say, hey, we got bonuses. Let's go and enjoy ourselves. When you say, it is a good thing to serve the Lord. Yeah, with the bonus. Yeah, we serve the Lord with the bonus. It's a good thing. So, to serve God, it's a great thing. Let me tell you, you will never go wrong by serving God. Never. I guarantee you. By committing yourself to Jesus, committing yourself to the Lord, serving God, there's no way that you will go wrong. You can't. It is a good thing to serve the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Are you enjoying the word of God? Amen. Can we say this? It is a good thing, is a good thing to, serve to serve the law. It is a great thing, a great thing to, serve the law. to serve the law. I will serve the Lord with all of my heart. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you right now that even as you have given us your way, that God, we will serve you with all of our hearts because it is a good thing to serve you. Thank you, God, for helping us by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. it was. Join me next time, even as we continue to hear what God is saying in our next podcast. Or you can also visit us in our website www.cfcpolukwane.co.za God richly bless you. To you and I'll be to you forever.